Broadcasting live to the world now, it's Sheila Zelensky. This is a very sinister Luciferian eugenics plan. These spineless weasels preach what people want to hear. They replace repentance with dreams of the good life. Mindless minions. Dying daily, taking up your cross, suffering and sacrificing have been superseded with name it and claim it. And as dark as I know it looks out there, the good news is that God is advancing his kingdom. And it's very exciting to be a part of his great commission. It's Sheila Zelensky. The Sheila Zelensky Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, End Time Watchwoman, Sheila Zielinski. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Sheila Zielinski Show for this Friday, May 15th, 2015 edition. Thank you all for tuning in, and a big shout out to all the new listeners in England listening in at WINB, and of course to all of you tuning in at Worldwide Christian Radio, and all of you tuning in tonight, folks. My guest is a good friend to the show, and it's always a treat for me to have him on to weigh in on what's going on, and there is a lot going on. It is my good friend Dave Hodges from the popular Common Sense Show at thecommonsenseshow.com. Years ago, I gave Dave the handle, the instigator of the airwaves, and he certainly has lived up to the handle. He is no stranger to tackling the tough issues, and it is my pleasure to welcome him back to the show. Dave Hodges, welcome back to the program. Well, it's great to be with you, Sheila, as always. Dave, something that barely anyone is talking about with the link to Jade Helm. Now, you wrote quite a stunning insight into Jade Helm, and I want you to get into this article you wrote, Dave. You really connect some pretty interesting dots. So get into your article, first of all. Well, what I had just an aha moment. I was sitting around looking at the old Jade Helm map that came out in March, which shows seven states that are going to be part of Jade Helm. Now, we know that's a lie. Uh, Jade Helm is actually in all 50 states. But I found it interesting that when I was looking at an old map of a concept from Mecha called Atzlan, which is the giveaway to the, quote, old Aztec Empire. So it's a giveaway of seven states to Mexico. And the map that Jade Helm uses is identical in scope to the map of Atzlan in the giveaway of seven states. Interestingly enough, and this was unknown to me, Steve Quayle published my article this morning on his website, and at the bottom he put, this is the manifestation of a secret treaty that he's known about between the United States and various globalist organizations to cede these seven states in a time of crisis to Mexico. So this is nothing new. This is just one more example of treason 
coming out of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. And Sheila, here's what's interesting about this. As this is popularized as a concept with Mecha and Otslan, they couch this as a racial issue. They want to expel all indigenous Europeans, people of European extraction that are living in these seven states. They want to kick you out. They don't say anything about what they want to do with people that are black or American citizens who happen to be of Hispanic origin. They don't say what they want to do there. Now, I have had conversations with people of Hispanic background who are American citizens, and they think this is nuts. They want nothing to do with this. And also what's interesting is I've even talked to people who've come here as undocumented immigrants into the United States. And once they're here for a few years, they attend American schools. They want the American lifestyle. They don't want anything to do with going back to what they tried to escape from. So this is an extremely unpopular concept, but it's one that's being pushed by the Obama administration through his lackeys, such as Mayor Villagorosa of Los Angeles. He actively endorses the concept of Otslan. Yeah. A mayor of a major American city, the second biggest city in the country, is endorsing the giveaway of seven American states to Mexico. Now, let me throw in a little, this is a zinger. This is uh, stunning to me. I asked the question several weeks ago, why would Obama want to send ground troops to chase ISIS into Syria and risk World War III with Russia? Yet, as we know from the Judicial Watch double-sourced intel report that they've gained access to, we have an ISIS base camp eight miles from El Paso, three miles on the other side of our southern border with Mexico. Why wouldn't he go in and eradicate that camp, especially since we've already had an ISIS attack at the Pam Geller event in Garland, Texas, almost two weeks ago? Well, we now know why. The Mexican government is complicit with Obama in this action. In fact, let's trace just for a second, Sheila, who ISIS is connected with in this base camp. The Judicial Watch report names the Sinaloa cartel and other Mexican drug cartels. Well, this is where I can bring my research into this. We know from 2007 that uh, government documents tell us that the Mexican drug cartels are involved with Hamas and Hezbollah. And the same exact intel appeared in a Tucson Police Department field commander memo that went out to all field commanders and basically said the same thing. And this came out in 2010. So what we have here is our Mexican drug cartels affiliated with known terrorists connected to ISIS sitting right off our southern border. And there's already been one attack. And the FBI director, who mistakenly thinks he's really supposed to do his job, he says there are multiple open cases on ISIS in all 50 states. This is all connected. Absolutely. This is Obama basically leading to a, he's creating the conditions for a fifth column insurgency involving ISIS, the Mexican drug cartels, and the MS-13 gangsters that came in last summer through the Central American invasion of our, of our borders. And Obama does fully plan to let these seven states fall into Mexican hands, and the Mexican government is complicit 
by allowing this ISIS base camp to continue to exist on their soil. So we have warlike efforts from the nation of Mexico towards the people in this country, and you have Obama fermenting these events with his own brand of treason. Well, and not only is he fermenting his own, I mean, he's so complicit in this, but I don't know if you heard this, Dave, but it was on InfoWars yesterday, and there's special forces training with cops for house-to-house raids in South Carolina all week. So what they've got is they've got a, a litany of these special forces. Now, this particular one is in Fort Bragg, training with SWAT officers in Richland County, South Carolina this week from, like I said, house-to-house raids. Again, the whole unnerving sign of the militarized draconian police state here. But what's really interesting is these are cropping up all over the United States. When I mentioned that on a show on Tuesday, it was interesting. I had a lot of people sending me these similar overtones where special forces are training. What's your take on that, Dave? Well, here's my take. It goes even deeper than we're seeing on the surface. Three weeks ago, I believe it was, I had Scott Bennett on my radio show. And Scott was a former Army Special Ops Operation Officer for PSYOPs. He wrote PSYOPs manuals. He named names on my show who are handling Swiss bank accounts for the express purpose of the CIA funding ISIS. I don't think it gets much more treasonous than that. No. And he came on and he named names. He gave email addresses to these people over the airwaves on my show. Um, This guy has, uh, he's quite the man. Let me just put it that way. In other words, less appropriate for radio come to mind here. But Scott Bennett is a man's man. Uh, I believe him. His paper trail is extensive. His background validates what he claims. And he has said that he has multiple documents locked away, ready for distribution upon his demise. He thinks that they have marked him for assassination. And the only thing that's holding the powers that be from killing him is the fact that he has even more information that would come out upon his death. So, yes, we do have martial law training in the merging of special operations forces with local law enforcement. But at the root of what's going to happen in this country, what's going to set this country on its ear, are ISIS incursions into the United States. Let me backtrack again to validate this claim. ISIS, through the drug cartels, through Hamas and Hezbollah, and their connections go into a group in Peru the largest drug cartel in the world called the Sanchez Paredes, run by the Peruvian army, and the bank is basically in charge of the whole operation called Sumna Luminoso. And they are connected through this bank through to the Muslim Brotherhood, where the president's half-brother, Malik Obama, is in charge of finance and gun running, and also now it links into Al-Qaeda. And what is ISIS exactly? ISIS is a hybrid terrorist organization that's an all-star group from all of these terrorist organizations that I just mentioned. Here's the coup de grace. The Peruvian military funds and sponsors through the Sinaloa cartel a base camp outside San Salvador. And I've got this from a DEA agent who's been speaking to me off the record since last June. He is ready to go public. 
and we're going to probably have him go public on my show in the next two weeks, that this base camp trains the Sinaloas, the Tijuana cartel, all the drug cartels, as well as ISIS. They have handheld Stinger missiles, 50 caliber machine guns. They've got the full meal deal. They're capable right now of crossing our border and going to small towns, killing all the police and overtaking that particular town. This is what I believe we're looking at at some future date. I guess, you know, you think about the economic collapse and you think about the implementation of Jade Helm, you know, these dissident extractions and the this is full implementation of martial law. And on the heels of this, amidst the chaos, I mean, look at the people living in the border states. These ISIS base camp are right on the borders. I mean, do we really need these ISIS base camps on the borders? Why is it that they're always located on these border crossings and the net effect of this dave is really when the smoke clears we're going to really find out what's going on with this dissident extraction do you think there's a connection between isis strategic locations and these dissident drills there is and and i'll tell you i think there's more to this than meets the eye i've been saying this quite frequently in my recent interviews the more i learn about jade helm the more i realize i don't know and I do believe that there is a connection there, but I don't think it's a connection that's totally readily apparent at this point. But let me break down uh, Jade Helm just very quickly, in a very general way. You have special operations forces involved in Jade Helm in which they claim they're going to come in in helicopters to American communities between 11 p.m. and 4 a.m. in the morning, drop from ropes, they're going to rappel down, and they're going to use actors that they're going to practice extracting. Now, they claim it's for a Middle East operation, but that's not true. The government and the military in particular will train on the terrain that they'll be fighting in. If they're going to be in the Middle East, they'd be in the sandbox in California or in the deserts in western Arizona near Yuma. And they're not doing that. They're in wooded areas that resemble nothing like the Middle East. So the extraction drills are being carried out by special ops. Now, what do special ops do in times of war? They are preliminary strike forces. They go in and neutralize command and control, sabotage radar stations, surface-to-air defense missile systems. But also what they do is they practice kidnappings, and they also commit assassinations of key personnel of the enemy. And so this is who's dropping into our community. Now, the other side of Jade Helm contains basically regular conventional military like the 82nd Airborne. That's your martial law contingent. So once they've extracted the dissident leadership, then you cut off an area that you deem to be troublesome and you isolate them using conventional military forces. Now here's what's really interesting. When Obama ran for president, he said we need a civilian force just as strong, just as well funded, is our military, and he's got it. It's called DHS. DHS has purchased 2.2 billion rounds of ammunition in the last few years to go with their nearly 3,000 armored personnel carriers. They're not going to the Middle East to fight anybody. <laughs> That's, that, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> they're, they're here to fight Americans, and they are in charge of administrating Jade Helm. Unbelievable. You've this, got this is DHS in charge of our military. 
Well, and not only that, do you find it incredible that on the heels of all this Jade Helm and the DHS shenanigans that this Trans-Pacific Partnership, Obama fast-tracked it essentially yesterday. And what was weird is essentially in the morning they said, well, no, they turned it down. And then all of a sudden in the afternoon there was rejoicing when apparently the Liberals turned it around. There's no real official story, but on Zero Hedge today they did say the Senate passes Obama's TPP fast-track trade proposal. What are the implications for this day? Because it's interesting that while everyone's eyes are on Jade House, Obama, in his usual Benito Mussolini-style dictatorship, does again what he always does. Hey, I can't get something passed lawfully. Oh, that's okay. I'll just violate the law and the Constitution. If Congress won't rubber stamp, then, well, of course, Obama will do it himself and secretly goes off, negotiates these secret free trade deals. Do you find the timing interesting in this, Dave? Well, it is. I wrote about this two days ago. Um, Jade Helm is connected in timing to the TPP. You have to understand, what is the TPP? The TPP is the total eradication of national governments. Uh, The TPP provides for a council run by the corporations with their own corporate judges. I believe, memory serves me correct, 22, 23 people on this council. And the government, if they've been deemed to interfere in any way with corporate profits. It doesn't say under what conditions. It basically implies all conditions that the government of a nation will be brought before this uh, tribunal uh, committee and they'll try these government officials and they can start fining nations to pay corporations. They also can begin to piecemeal strip national governments of their power. Eventually, this is what it means for the people of the United States. One day, it'll come, uh, it'll dawn upon every American that the only legal system is run by corporate autocratic rule. There is no constitution. There are no civil liberties. You are a slave, at best a serf, to corporate entities. In fact, there was a movie made uh, back, and I'm going to date myself here, back in 1975, called Rollerball with James Caan. Oh, yeah. And that movie was so well done, so far ahead of its time, that that movie basically talked about a world that was run by six corporations, and they managed everything down to who would win specific sports contests because of the implication for public opinion towards the autocratic rule. This is what the TPP will bring to us. We will be corporate slaves, and I cannot stress this enough, and Congress cannot save you. The only thing that you could absolutely do to turn this around would be a violent overthrow within a government. And then good luck maintaining an economy, because then all your neighbors are still going to be part of TPP, and you have no one to trade with. No, you would not have anyone to trade with. Well, you're right about the movie Rollerball. It's actually, it's really interesting that you mentioned the movie Rollerball. It's a very, uh, like you said, it was done well before its time. It was a very Orwellian, dystopian, corporate-controlled future, just like we can expect. And I think it's the main character's ex-wife says in the film, and it's kind of the gist of the whole film, 
Comfort is freedom. And that's really what we have here in 21st century America. That's for many of our fellow citizens. And if you study Nazi Germany in the 1930s, it really allows us to see how the German public, to a great degree, was either completely apathetic or voluntarily blind as to what their regime was doing. You and I have talked about this, Dave, the stunning Kristallnacht, Crystal Night, when they all swooped in and rounded everyone up. And so this was not an event that went unseen or even unheard about by multitudes of German citizens. So the overtones to this are very stunning. And the implications for this TPP is So what can we look forward to? A very Orwellian, dystopian, corporate-controlled future, just like was painted out in that movie. You know, you just touched on something about the TPP. You said it will eliminate all the nation-states as the ruling authority. But one other thing it will do is supplant corporate authority. Now, there's some very obscure provisions in this thing, like these investor-state dispute settlements. What's your take on that? Well, that's basically how they're going to strip national governments of power. And these disputes are basically going to be corporate versus uh, national government, and sovereignty issues will be at stake in these particular hearings. You know, I'll liken it to this. The Codex Alimentarius that's Uh. invaded Europe and has basically turned uh, the natural food industry on its ear or natural health care on its ear. For example, in Germany, and this will be a real foreign concept to Americans who hear this, in Germany, you can't go to your local drugstore any longer and purchase vitamin C. You must go to your doctor and you must get a prescription. And so we're talking what used to be a $12 bottle, now costs you a $25 copay. And then you go and you have to fill the prescription and you're paying drug cost rates now. You're not paying over-the-counter rates so it costs about $70 to get a 30-day supply of vitamin C at 500 milligrams, where it used to cost about 12 bucks. And that's because Codex Alimentarius, which came out of the Club of Rome, has basically put all natural health care under the control of the pharmaceutical industry. Well, we actually have that in the Central American Free Trade Agreement that we've signed on to the North American Union through the SPP.gov we signed on to. But the TPP is what will operationalize this. It will be the elimination of all natural health care. It also will eliminate your ability to grow food, to store water. This will all be made illegal because the corporations want to control everything. Well, and it's clear that, you know, as we know, the UN's Agenda 21, we talk about Maurice Strong and the Earth Chart. I mean, they've long attempted to wipe out alternative care. And I don't know if you've read this recently, Dave, but the World Health Organization is having a conference in July. So it's really very, it's obvious that they're going after our alternative health care as part of this. It's a bigger piece of the TPP, I think. And it's really tantamount to using food as a political weapon. We've talked about that before. You weaponize water, you weaponize food, it's game over, isn't it? Well, it is. And, and, and if you and let me just harken back to The Hunger Games, the very first movie out of the four-set series. And the government controlled all food. It was illegal in the movie to hunt food, to go into a biodiversity zone and kill a deer and then bring the meat home. And the more food that you consumed 
in the Hunger Games, the more times that your underage children were entered into the lottery to go fight in these gladiator games where nearly everybody died. Now, I don't know that there's going to be gladiator games in our future, but I will tell you this. Once we let these people get total control of our food and water supply, it's game over. They will control the essential resources of life, and as they say, resistance will be futile. Well, and that's a really good springboard, Dave, into something that I think it's very problematic that no one is talking about this great grand green scheme. Well, you and I have done shows for years on Agenda 21, but Dave, why is no one talking about depopulation? For most of America who get their reality from these propaganda uh, news networks, this isn't part of their understanding. What you're looking at here with depopulation is the fulfillment of what Ted Turner said in 1997 in an interview with Audubon magazine when he said we needed to reduce the population by 90% and roll the world's population back to no more than 500 million people. Now I understand why they want to do this now. At the time that he said it, I thought this was born out of pure evil. I didn't see the necessity from their perspective. And from the globalist perspective, they don't need the masses of humanity now because of automation. Right now, according to all the research that I've read, 30% of our existing jobs could be replaced by robots. It is estimated that in two generations, that number could grow to 75%. So they don't need our children. They just need enough people to basically serve their whims, their needs, and they want to reduce our population by 90% because there's no use for us. Well, and Ted Turner's little pal Bill Gates, Mr. Eugenics himself, says, well, if we do a really good job through forced vaccinations and sterilizations, Dave, well, we can reduce the population to 20, he's even said in some clips, 30%. And it's written in stone, literally, on the good old Georgia Guidestones. You know, one of the things that's very frightening is there's a document that was released last week, and of all places to come out of, Dave, it's the... Pontifical Academy of Sciences and the Pontifical Academy of Social Sciences came together, a big think tank, and they put out a document called Climate Change and the Common Good. There's a there's a handle. And they're saying that unsustainable consumption coupled with a record human population and the uses of inappropriate technologies are linked with the destruction of the world's sustainability and resilience, climate change resulting largely from, here's that word again, unsustainable consumption, Ted Turner's favorite word, world's population has become a dominant moral and ethical issue. But Dave, there's still time to mitigate unmanageable climate change. We have to reorient ourselves, our attitude toward nature, and thereby toward ourselves. And one of the solutions... Well, here we go, because religious institutions can and should take the lead in bringing about these changes and a change in attitude towards, whoa, wait a minute, not the creator. It says in this document, a change in attitude towards creation. Isn't this stunning? Well, they're looking to unify all religions. So I'm not really surprised at that. And leading the way is the Pope. Yeah, the good old Green Pope, the patron saint to the environment. He's an interesting guy. 
I'm not Catholic. I don't know how Catholics in America support this pope because he's giving away your religion. Uh, he's into the occult. I mean, I could get into all these character defamatory remarks about him, and they're all true. But that aside, this pope is destroying his own religion. Well, this pope, Francis, advocates the green gospel being promulgated by the UN with the help of the Obama White House. And I found it so interesting. This is absolutely unbelievable. The Pope was actually just recently, he had a trip to the Philippines and he was telling people, you know, we know it's a God-given gift to have children, but we don't have to breed like rabbits, Dave. In other words, we better slow down on the children. But one of the things is that Pope Francis, who pledged on the day of his installation as pontiff to make the environment a priority, environmentalists are giddy at the prospect of this rock star Pope putting his moral weight behind efforts to curb global warming. And what he said at a, as a, at a round table at the UN climate treaty talks in Paris just last year, he said, one of the things that we have to do is we have to come together on climate change. And what is stunning is the Pope has been working on a climate change encyclical. And this is a major publication. This is, in other words, listen up, Catholics, you're going to do it and like it. I mean, a papal encyclical is rare, and it's amongst the highest level of the Pope's authority. And it's supposed to be about 60 pages long. So I have a feeling that this pontifical document, which also, Dave, says, what's the answer to this? A planetary regime called SDGs. That's going to be a new term to write down, folks. Sustainable development goals that need to be implemented to whatever means necessary to cut down on this crazy CO2. <laughs> I mean, if they really love the plant so much, Dave, CO2 is plant food. Why don't they increase CO2? I mean, it's, it's just stunning, this agenda. Yeah, it's out in the open now. There's no hiding it. They're operating out of panic because they know so many people are waking up. But you're absolutely right about what they're planning to do here. Uh, you mentioned a term earlier that I think requires some explanation. The common good was a term that's associated with this <laughs> movement in this document. And let me digress just for a moment. In America, we have something called constitutional law. Now, this is nothing novel, but the Constitution, in theory, in the way the Founding Fathers intended, was to oversee all legal action in this country. And, and it doesn't matter if you only have one person whose rights are being violated under the first ten amendments, those rights of that one person, regardless of how the other 300 million people in the country feel, have to be protected. Now, that means that your rights are ordained by God, and they can't be taken away by man. And that's what Thomas Jefferson wrote specifically. Well, let's go to something called communitarian law. And this is a term that is the official term for when we say it's in the common good. I like to say when it's in the communist good, because this is what you get. If you go to the European Union, for example, or you even go to the Republic of Russia, you see the same things. They, they have freedom of speech, freedom of press, right to assemble, to redress grievances and so forth. And you have the right to do so as long as it's in the common good. Now, who gets to decide what's in the common good? Because there is no constitution in, in these countries where the constitution reigns supreme. 
The constitutional rights of people only exist as long as the ruling elite says that that's okay with them. So they can eviscerate rights on a moment's notice. So when we usher in this brand of Agenda 21, they're now referring to as Earth First in the UN documents, there is going to be no civil liberties. And when we parallel this movement, because this is a parallel movement to the TPP, the TPP is about eviscerating all civil liberties. It's well, their word that decrees yeah. the law. And these, these two entities moving in the same direction, it's not happening by accident. There are no coincidences. We are headed for an extreme dictatorial rule on this planet. Let's link this a little, well, a few years back. In his social Darwinism, Dave, Hitler complained that Christianity was itself a protest against nature. Now, in Earth and the Balance, Al Gore mentions that as well. And what Hitler had said was, and this is on record, the Jews play in nature the role of a catalyzing element. A people that is rid of its Jews returns spontaneously to the natural order. And he went on to say that the weaknesses of the modern Western world are crumbling because of the fact that it's anti-nature. So according to the Nazis, you know, Christianity made Judaism universal. So the green sacrifices of the Jews would therefore be required to help Europe return back to nature and her eugenic racial laws of evolutionary development that Christians worldwide interrupted. You know, it's stunning that the father of German social Darwinism, Ernest Haeckel, he was born in 1834. He was the one who coined the term ecology in 1866. In the early 1900s, he established the German Monist League. People can look that up. It was basically a big racial science, environmentalism, and eugenics group. And then who took the lead in that? Aldous Huxley. So it's really brave new world meets pantheism, isn't it? Well, I have Fabian socialism, too, and you know, a lot of other isms. I, I, I totally agree. Let me tell you where this is headed. And, and uh, let me say this too, Sheila. When we talk about Jane Helm, we're talking about a means to bring about the collapse of the United States in one form or another. Jane Helm will be a party to this, or the successor to Jane Helm will be. Because it's possible Jane Helm is still only a drill, and the successor that they're practicing for will come in. So you'll have a post-collapse scenario of the United States, and it's going to be very, very ugly. When we talk about these Agenda 21 initiatives, we're talking about a post-collapse society. First, you must tear down the society, and out of chaos comes order. Oh, and that line, by the way, is spoken over and over and over in the new Avengers movie. So fascinating to hear it. You must tear down the old to build the new and the promising, James Bader said as one of the main protagonists. So what we have here is Agenda 21 is going to be firmly implanted in this post-collapse rising new world order. What's interesting to me is they already have told us what America is going to look like. There's a man named Mike Krugley, and he was President Obama's first uh, mentor when Obama had his first quasi-real job, which was being a community activist. Kruglig has come up with a brainchild called Build One America. And Build One America is basically about installing micro-apartments, 
uh, into dense uh, stack and pack communities where people live in 250 to 500 square feet. You have no cars, very little use of energy. Your lifestyle effectively goes back to about 1890. And this is all the brainchild of Mike Krugland. And he has a program called Build One America. And before people scoff and say it can't happen, it's already being implemented in parts of Manhattan, Minneapolis, St. Paul, Fort Collins, Colorado, Austin, Texas, Santa Cruz, California, and about three or four other places. It's all, oh, By the way, San Francisco, the program there is called Bay Area One. And what they're going to do is they're going to have 11 urban centers. Boy, is this interesting. This parallels the Hunger Games organization wow. where you had Capital City on the Panama map that was headquartered in Colorado. And then you had the 11 outlying districts that were all crowded together. This is exactly what we see if people go to the website run by Kruglick under the approval of Obama and his minions. It's called America2050.org. America2050.org. They show you the vast wilderness they're going to have, like we saw in the Hunger Games, the high-speed bullet train routes that are already under construction. They lay it out with stunning detail. Sheila, get ready for this one. They call for, in these 11 urban centers, population bases of around 6 million people each. Let's do the math. Let's add up the 6 million times 11 districts. That's 66 million people. Here's my question. Where the hell are the other 250 million people? Wow. They call for this to be in place by 2050. So folks right there, by their own math, they call for America to be reduced in population. This is an advisor to the president. 250 million people gone. It's about a 90% population reduction. That is quite stunning. I mean, the, it's like tyranny is absolutely being beta tested everywhere, though, isn't it? I mean, this is really, we're talking here about, I guess the common thread here is, is this is just total subjugation by stealth, isn't it? Yeah, it's not going to be in stealth for much longer. It's really getting out in the open. Um, I, I remember, Sheila, when I was writing for Freedom's Phoenix eight or nine years ago, I really had to work at finding information. I mean, you know, writing an article was a major proposition. Today, it's click a mouse, click a few hypertext links, go to government sources, pull their own government documents out, and use their own words against them. It's easy to find. They don't care. They don't care that we know. They're not interested in inducing mass panic and get the pushback. But they don't care if Dave Hodges and Sheila Zielinski find anything out about what they're doing. First of all, they already know with the stranglehold they have on the media, where they own 98% of the media, the six corporations, they know that we're only going to reach about 6 or 7% of the population on a regular basis. So they don't care. They're writing us off. And if we grow too big, they just the FCC just granted themselves the dictatorial authority to practice net neutrality when they'll take down shows that are internet-based, websites like the Common Sense Show, my website, they'll just take them down. 
yeah, I mean, there's so many things going on here, you're right. There's a litany of things. And, you know, the fact that they're weaponizing water already. I mean, we look at Codex Alimentarius. We look at Agenda 21. We look at this Jade Helm situation. I mean, if the government, though, Dave, controls the food, the government controls the people. Starvation will be used to enforce this global plan, won't it? Well, starvation can be used to depopulate, too. I mean, Stalin killed, what, 20 million Ukrainians Yes. That, that because they wanted independence prior to World War II. And he just said, well, I'm just going to take your food and see how much independence you like. Yeah, and so, good old Henry Kissinger, remember back in 74 with his National Security Council Classified National Security Study Memorandum 200. Do you ever remember that worldwide population? Yeah, growth? I think yeah. it's NSSM. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 200. I've yeah. actually, I think if people would go to my website, I would bet if you use the search engine on my website and put in NSSM 200 Henry Kissinger, you'll find it because I have it linked on my website. George Bush was involved. Gerald Ford was involved with that. Well, Gerald Ford was a globalist. He was involved in the uh, Warren Commission's cover up of the murder of John Kennedy. That's Gerald, right. Gerald Ford in my mind, was just as big a criminal, if not more so, than Richard Nixon. <laughs> yes, yeah, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil, Nixon himself. You know, it's really interesting that all these nefarious global puppets that are carrying out the same cause for these Fabian socialist, neo-fascist communists, and Nixon was really instrumental in coining that, well, and of course, George Bush carried it on, let us never tolerate outrageous conspiracy theories, but Nixon was really... But Nixon was really the first to demonize that. And, of course, it became very popular during the JFK assassination to never question your government. Yeah, it's out of the Tavistock Institute. And, yes. And so, now, the conspiracy theory is almost kind of run its course. People are becoming a little immune to it now because of the overuse. And, and the whole idea of conspiracy theory is interesting to discredit any uh, called-out wrongdoing by government or corporate officials, uh, they, they, the term is actually used like no two people would ever get together and conspire to do something <laughs> bad. And, and so on its face, the whole thing is ludicrous. But they've got a new term now that they're planting in its place, and it's called fear-mongering. Yes, yes. And synonymous with that also is fear porn, Dave. Oh, I know, I know. They're trying to link you into something nefarious. Here's the deal, folks. We're talking about, by their own words, the globalists are telling us they want to reduce the population by 90%. Do you not think that's a fearful event? So why should people be labeled with these pejorative terms like fear-mongering and use of fear porn? Because this stuff is scary. We're talking about the total loss of constitutional liberties I want to play a clip for you, Dave, because this is what Fox News had to say yesterday about Jade Helm and the term conspiracy theory. You'll find it interesting. Now, before I play the clip, pay close attention to how the First Lady pronounces Jade Helm, too. Okay, here we go with the clip. There are all kinds of conspiracy theories floating around about an upcoming Pentagon training exercise called Operation Jed Helm 15. It's a program that's going to run eight weeks in seven states beginning in July with troops practicing certain military maneuvers. In Texas, the prospect of armed federal troops has sparked an avalanche of speculation, including fears of a government conspiracy to launch a hostile takeover of the state. 
Although the Defense Department vows there are no such plans to do so, Senator Ted Cruz understands the concern. I understand the reason for concern and uncertainty because when the federal government has not demonstrated itself to be trustworthy in this administration, uh, the natural consequence is that many of the citizens don't trust what it's saying. Oh boy. Former Texas Governor Rick Perry understands as well, but thinks Americans can trust the military. I don't think it's particularly healthy uh, to question the military. <laughs> wow. And Governor Abbott of Texas has apparently sent the National Guard out to make sure the Army doesn't get too out of control. So can we just all agree, Eric? Can we, can you so, and I agree so, on this? So now, this is a little nuts. I think we, look, this is, this is inspired, the Jade Helm 15 conspiracy theorists are inspired by Alex Jones, the nut job yeah. radio guy who, who, uh, actually was asked to go on to ABC and didn't, for some reason over the weekend, didn't show up for that, for that segment. Look, Alex Jones is a 9-11 truther. He's an Oklahoma City truther. And any opportunity he can to perpetuate as conspiracy theory, he will. Simulation, military simulation is an important way of training people for an emergency. You don't want to do it after or during. You want to do it before, and that's all this is what this is about. So, but Kimberly, yeah. what, what's weird to me about this is you've got the governor of Texas, the governor of Texas right. saying, I can understand people's concerns, so I'm going to deploy the National Guard to make sure the military doesn't get out of control. Is that a little, well, because, a little too far? Well, I don't know. If the administration, the government, was going to take over any state, yeah. it wouldn't be Texas. They are probably better armed than That's most of our military. <laughs> Baby, go for a blue state with all the gun laws that are about like California or Vermont or Washington, something like that. This, the government has taken over some states. We know that. Um, <laughs> this is all being done to distract us from the chemtrails. The chemtrails are what's ruining us. By the way, the thing that kills me about conspiracy theorists is they believe that they reflect like a higher intelligence or a higher skepticism or a sense of awareness when in fact every conspiracy theorist you know is gullible and i'm just saying i'm just raising questions and they're always talking about false flag operations and they're so insulting and cruel like alex jones saying that, that what happened in boston after when the bodies were still fresh was was a was a false flag operation performed by the fbi while these people are mourning their dead right they're the worst and they're the most gullible and the dumbest people i can't stand them i just this is not terrific these are the dumbest people, the most gullible people, and he can't stand us. <laughs> I thought that was a very interesting comment on that little clip, Dave. Well, I, I can't. We need three hours. I <laughs> caught them. I caught them in about nine or ten lies. Let's start with the Alex Jones comment. The uh, the car, the ABC, the local affiliate there where Alex lives, they sent the car and it arrived twelve minutes before airtime. Yeah. They had no intention of interviewing him. Alex Jones from gun control and kicked his butt right back to England because CNN had to fire him. He was so disgraced. <laughs> so Alex Jones is afraid of no fight. Uh, the, uh, the other thing that they said is Jade Helm is in seven states. That's an absolute lie. We have firm documentation now. It's in all 50 states. They say that Jade Helm is supposed to begin on July 15th. That was another lie. We have extraction drills run by Jade Helm personnel in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, on March 27th, we have the video, we have the documentation, we have National Guard and Army Reservists going to Camp Grayling in Michigan, training there under the auspices of Jade Helm, yes. and they began that training in March at Camp Grayling. So, I mean, I could talk for an hour about the lies that I just heard on that Fox clip that you played. It's interesting, I'm going on a Fox station tomorrow. Uh, so I wonder what they're going to say about me when, when I when I go off the air. But just I just heard there on that Fox piece one lie after another after another. 
after another. And you know what's really interesting about Fox? I'll, I want to ask them where their intestinal fortitude is. They ran a piece three weeks ago on Friday, and they ran it in conjunction with a New York Times article that alleged through triple-sourced information from Canada to Europe to the United States that said that Hillary Clinton was responsible for the sale of uranium to the Russians. Right. And I watched Fox News the night that the New York Times report came out, which was three weeks ago today, and they were jumping for joy. They were gleeful. They had caught Hillary. And, and, you know, and I'm saying to people, this is big. We executed Ethel Rosenberg and her husband for simply selling the secrets. Yeah. Here, Hillary Clinton is selling the real thing. You know, here, here's your material. Make your bomb. Hey, have a nice day. Um, I think she should be tried, and I think she should have the same fate as Ethel Rosenberg under our laws of treason and sedition. And what's interesting, Fox News got so much heat that they stopped reporting on it. <laughs> and the New York Times never, Hillary Clinton pulled out all the stops. I mean, all that money that she raises, by the way, she made for the sale of uranium, as reported in the New York Times, $2.3 million for campaign, which was housed in an offshore account. Where's Fox News today reporting that one? Was it the chemtrails that scared them off? <laughs> kind of like total... on cue, Fox News ready, one, two, three, ridicule anyone who questions the official story, all official stories that you're just simply regurgitating. They're not ever adding, they're never questioning, they're just kind of fanning the flame of distraction. It's like keeping your lemming zombie adherents at bay. And the thing about, which, I, like, again, we mentioned this before, is that the term conspiracy theorist was derived, coined, and propagated in a document agenda by the CIA to demonize exactly. anyone who questioned the official story of the JFK assassination. So that sold like hotcakes. So basically, don't you dare think out of the mind control box, people. And if you think for yourself, you're a nutcase. If you stand up for the truth, you're a whack job. So, you know, again, it's just these bobbleheads control the narrative. It's absolutely just this promulgation of propaganda. And it's just quite sickening to listen to that, though, isn't it? I, I nearly had to get out the bark bag. Uh, is that the show Fox and Friends? Is that's, that what Fox, that was? that's the five. I got to tell you, those people are the biggest jackasses on the air. <laughs> and, and I just, uh, you know, these people ought to be embarrassed to call themselves journalists. <laughs> well, no, they got their journalism degree from Walmart. I think they got uh, it out of a crackerjack box, quite frankly. But <laughs> I almost thought I was watching CNN there for a minute, Dave. Well, there really isn't a difference. See, it's like Republicans and Democrats. They're designed to present the illusion of choice. Absolutely. There is no but, choice. But to, to put a cap on this Fox News, and I had a hard time listening to it, really. I just, But I, I, you know, I'm listening to this stuff, and I'm thinking, okay, have you ever heard of Watergate people? Uh, or is that just a product of conspiracy theorists? Right. How about the internment of uh, Japanese-American citizens for four years during World War II? Uh, was, was that just a figment of our imagination, too? Or was that a conspiracy designed to single out a racial group for punishment and asset confiscation? I could go on and on, Sheila, but you get the idea. I'm so sick of hearing conspiracy theorists. I think every time they open their mouth and use that term, their IQ drops about 10 points. 
Well, and the fact they had to work so hard to discredit, yet, you know, showed no proof. They just threw out these terms. You know, they're definitely bought and paid for these mainstream bobbleheads. But here's the issue that I find so stunning is that people are still swallowing this hook, line, and sinker, Dave. That's because the girls they put on Fox are hot. That's why. I'm not joking. That's you know they, they just the guys are mesmerized by Megan Kelly who's really attractive, and if she says the same thing over and over, the confirmation bias sets in, which basically says the more times you hear a big lie, the more likely you are to believe it, and so they they sell the message through putting on highly attractive young adults that just spout the corporate line, uh, you know if they want to report something, why aren't they reporting on the TPP? Absolutely. You don't hear about Hillary, uranium, or the TPP. You know, they they said something there, too, and they'll never have Dave Hodges on because that one moron who said that, oh, they're just training for foreign operations. I covered that already. If that was true, they'd be training in the desert. Uh, They wouldn't be training to drop in soldiers. What do they think they're going to do? They're going to fly over Damascus and and repel soldiers in at 4 a.m.? They'll get blown out of the sky. That's such bogus. In fact, explain this, Fox News. Why is it that you have allocated on your map of these seven states that Texas is a hostile state, and we've already seen an ISIS attack? Utah is an isolated state. You know what's interesting? I was on the biggest Fox News radio show on March 27th in Utah. This is, I don't know if I had anything to do with this. I was scheduled to be on for 10 minutes, and I thought they were going to discredit me sounded like it smelled like a hit piece. But I went on, and I would try to be really calm, very factual, and I ended up staying an hour on this big-time wow. show. <laughs> and and uh, all these people were just, they were looking up my show archives, and they were telling people they needed to listen to me. And this is when they started out really wanting to, to criticize my views. And what's interesting about that is they said their archives, they, I heard from the host the next day, she said the archives got the biggest hits in the history of their radio station. (laughs) Now, what's interesting is less than a week later, Obama met behind closed doors with Mormon leadership. Now, why? Let me tell you the theme that I was really pushing when I was on this Utah station. I said, I grew up around Mormon kids. I had many, many friends that were Mormons. And I can tell you one thing, that if the Mormons get ticked off about something, they are capable of moving an entire community, and in the case of Utah, an entire state. And they could push back against the federal government and their tyranny, particularly when they're already branded on the Jane Helm document as being a hostile nation. Mm-hmm. And that really resonated with these uh, Fox radio hosts that I was talking to. So here comes Obama, six days later, meets behind closed doors with Mormon church leadership, and all of a sudden the subject dies. Until... 3 o'clock this afternoon, I was called by a Fox News station, and they want me on their station tomorrow afternoon. But I'm telling you, Obama is worried about Utah because of their ability to act collectively. The third area in Jade Helm that's deemed to be a hostile area is Southern California. Yes. And I wrote an article about this three days ago, how Obama does not have full control of the Navy, and particularly the submarine fleet that's armed with the teeth with nuclear missiles. And where are a lot of these ships and personnel based? Southern California. It's no wonder 
they deem that area to be a hostile area. Well, in the waning moments, Dave, what's your take on sort of the culmination of all this when you connect the dots? What can we look forward to here in the next couple of months? Well, we're looking for false flag attacks. I think uh, we'll see a combination of an economic collapse, whether it be a cyber attack drill or just the natural, uh, we collapse under the weight of our own debt. And then I think under the cover of that chaos, we're going to see ISIS incursions and fifth column attacks in the United States that will justify the rollout of martial law, then the fun will start. That's when we'll have hell on earth in America. Well, and I don't think there's really anything stopping this train, is there? Well, I I do think there's something that can stop it. Colorado kicked it out because uh, Governor uh, Hickenlooper, or I like to call him Chickenlooper, (laughs) he's as big a a globalist as there is. The people backed him down in Colorado. And they kicked out the Jade Helm drill. In three counties in Texas, they've kicked out Jade Helm. And oh, by the way, you want to talk about Fox News reporting? They kept saying that Governor Abbott, the conspiracy theorist governor, he was going to follow Jade Helm with his National Guard. That's not true. That's inaccurate reporting. He's using the Texas Guard. Those are two totally different entities. Fox couldn't even get that one correct. Well, and she called it Jed Helms. She kind oh, of... yeah, yeah, that was the other thing. I almost laughed out loud when I was listening. <laughs> she couldn't even pronounce it. I mean, who's running Jed Helm? Is it Jed Clampett? <laughs> Jade Helm brought to you by the Beverly Hillbillies. And Granny's gunning for us. <laughs> well, listen to a man, a man named Jed. <laughs> it's just, it's like years ago when Glenn Beck said, the Bilderberg, you mean the Bilderberg group? <laughs> oh, oh, he probably thought you'd go to some fast food place in Bilderberger. <laughs> Bilderberger. <laughs> oh, Dave, well, you got to laugh, Dave, because there's instead of crying, some days you just got to laugh a little bit. There's so much going on. Well, Dave, I appreciate you coming on the program. And who do you have on your show this Sunday? I have Ted Brower on. And uh, Ted Excellent. is largely a healthcare activist out of Florida, but he is into a lot of stuff. In fact, yeah, he, he, actually, he actually covertly uh, filmed some of the uh, closed Walmart stores. So we're going to have some good tales to tell about that. Oh, well, we'll be definitely tuning in. And folks, Dave Hodge's information is linked there at weekendvigilante.com, as well as his website and his show link is there too. Dave, thanks so much for coming on the program tonight. Oh, always my pleasure, Sheila. I'd be happy to do it anytime. Folks, that was Dave Hodges. His information is linked there at weekendvigilante.com. That's The Common Sense Show. Check it out, bookmark it, and read Dave's articles there. Folks, I just want to remind everyone about the upcoming conference in Live Oak, Florida. Looking forward to seeing many of you at the Encounter on the Sewanee Conference on May 22nd and 24th. Augusto Perez is going to be there. It is going to be very exciting to see what the Lord is going to do in the midst of everyone attending the conference. And I want to again remind people that I have the link posted there. There's a poster that's linked there on today's broadcast. That's May 15th broadcast. And if you can get down to Live Oak, Florida, please, folks, get out to that. We have a fantastic program next week, folks. And I want to remind people that this broadcast is 100% listener funded. So if you have been blessed by the show, please consider financially supporting this ministry. And I thank you for that in advance. Thanks so much for tuning in. Good night and God bless.